0: Hello, everybody. Indeed. Welcome to the Rika 7L mini talk on Metanorn for episodes 17 and 18. My name is j and Foe is here with me. Hey, what's up, guys? It's been a couple weeks. It kind of feels like a lot longer, but it's only been two weeks. But, uh, yep. got a couple episodes to talk about. We're gonna divide up the episodes as we usually do here, so we're gonna start by talking about strictly episode 17. First, uh, time travel's pretty whack, yo, as Fosh, <laughs> as Fosh notes. Yeah. Uh, we'll start w- with the sort of one of the opening scenes of the episodes in which NAR revives a worker. And before that, we sort of see some movement by protesters who believe that the G-Monsters are gods. It's uh, not necessarily Okinawans, as one of the guys notes, but Clean Gaia is the name that's on this sort of truck or floating vehicle that they ride uh-huh. Yeah, believed to be, like, cult followers of, of Johansson. Nothing we can really take away from the scene with Nori. It's kind of her just, hey, you know, I can revive people and I'm going to go away in my
1: Nervash. And kill everybody before she leaves because she made those uh, curls pop up and I assume people got thrown off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, we're we're just going to kind of see her just kind of do her own thing for a while. Right. You know, we're we're still waiting for answers and, and the true motivation of her actions. But uh, talking about the book of Johansen, which was a big subject in the middle of this episode with Giselle and in Hapo and those guys talking to Al about it. The book is sort of considered a Bible in some sense. We sort of talked about the cult followers earlier, mm-hmm. and there's very detailed information of a world without the Scub Burst i.e. a modern Earth.
1: Yeah, because they mentioned that without them, the populations increased. There's not, I guess there's not more, there's more peaceful there. Yeah. Things like like that.
0: Mm -hmm. And they mentioned that the world has 7 billion people there, whereas Mm -hmm. Al's world only has 3.5 billion people. And one of the guys goes on to mention, I can never remember those guys' names. Like the one with the the dark hair yeah the, yeah the, the, I just call him the uh, the rich kid he looks kind gives of, these you know, <laughs> yeah the rich kind of rich yeah and, that he got the book from from the one guy and they sort of talk about the idea of how war would have would have been affected, how war was different. Mm-hmm. so there's there's some very interesting things that lead Al to go all the way out to Ireland in in hopes of finding. The McCaffrey girls, Maeve and Chloe, that we remember from episode sixteen, were
1: were caught, and uh,
0: turns out they're just at a bakery, just working.
1: Mhm. Yeah, they're just like different affected their time where it's they didn't become IFO pilots, and it kind of yeah. changed their, their life. But I'm still wondering what that last, the third girl went because you know in the near the end of the like, next episode we'll talk about next time or we'll coming up soon. Yeah. There's a girl with similar hair, so I'm wondering if that's her. You know. Hmm. Maybe she's got switched sides. Maybe she's working with Americans now. Or, I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, not There's just two of them that are related, not yeah. all three of them. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. But, it, yeah, it seems like they affected their their lives now. hmm
0: And it, it doesn't erase them from existence in some mm-hmm. sense. It kind of just alters the world, and now it's yeah. in some sense. You kind of think like from a war perspective, like they're not a part of the war, so mm-hmm. they don't have to face the fears that they would have had they been members of Team Goldilocks. Right. Like they some... set
1: them on a new path of life, I guess, so they yeah. can do something else now. hmm So,
0: uh, Al's mom pays us a, another visit, and she sort of goes on to talk about how she used the courts to travel to another time plane, and she's stuck somewhere else, and... Al talks about wanting to bring her back, but Eureka mentions to him that Renton has been working on this as well, so you gotta think there's some sort of tool that can be used to time travel as you please to basically mm-hmm. for for Al's sake try to set everything right.
1: Yeah, and the funny thing about that thing that scene whole whole scene is she mentioned that only a few days have passed. And in, in mm-hmm. Al's time, like years have passed. And we also don't know how long Renton's been searching for. Her. He could be looking for her for like you know, a couple of years now mm-hmm. or months. So we don't really know. And that could also explain why he look, looks older in the, the you know the opening. He's kind of older looking, mm-hmm. and I reckon he's still you know young looks a little bit like yeah. A.O. right now. So it's kind of kind of weird right now. Yeah.
0: So clearly she's trapped in time somewhere, and uh-huh. time has moved on for Renton, and time has sort of gone into a different Pace for Al, so that that's going to be a really interesting scene when when those three collide. I assume they yeah. will. Yep. Now, one thing that has affected the world, and maybe in some sense of time, is is the quartz gun, and it's, it's changed parts of the world as we mentioned with uh, the McCaffrey girls. And what we know is that the quartz gun—it's got a mind of its own. It automatically connects to to Al's nervosh and kind of just does as it please
1: yeah it looked like it was like since they're near the one of the, the burst things it was just going nuts it, you know it wanted to get out of generation blue ship and just get out there and basically eat the <laughs> the quartz crystal like it mm-hmm. was just it couldn't stand it anymore yeah
0: Any which almost of- makes
1: it yeah. you go ahead
0: oh uh, i was just going to mention that he sort of fights true for a little bit okay. but then the Indian americans start to come in and instead of Running away like he usually does, even with Fleur and Elena looking on, Al kind of accepts being taken in by them.
1: Right, he kind of is like, well, you're right, at this point I should just go with you guys. Because the the guy mentions that you know more than Generation Blue, so, you know, you Mm -hmm. should go with us, which is kind kind of funny to me, but. But I, was, he, I remember that whole scene. I was just like yelling at the computer, like just shoot truth. Like, I was like, like <laughs> to shoot him, but then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, if he does, he's gonna screw up the, the, that world. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it would that would be irreparable. Right, if they got rid of truth in that moment. Um, yeah. to close off episode seventeen thoughts with some random stuff: the Pi Pi anime, which they hadn't talked about until just now. They decided, <laughs> hey, oh, we've been doing an anime this whole time. Yeah,
1: it's been co-written by uh, Elena. Yeah. Apparently,
0: <laughs> she seems like she would be she would be good for fan service and and all that good stuff in an anime.
1: But yeah, she, I like like some of her quotes saying about guys don't like two D, they don't they don't like the three D, they like the two D girls.
0: Three <laughs> <laughs> D pig disgusting two D forever.
1: Yeah, and then their anime has the highest <laughs> download count. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like she's
0: keeping stat, keeping track of all the stats and stuff, and.
1: It all seems like a like a in, inside joke with uh, anime studios, you know, because they they probably know, and mm-hmm. most of stuff has been downloaded, so it's like, eh, well, at this point, I was just make a joke about it.
0: Mhm. And what the what what the way Generation Blue has been involved in things recently, a lot of people look at it as kind of like propaganda for for Generation Blue. Mhm. But uh, I mean, you know, it's an anime where boobs.
1: Seem to be a focus, and like look, get be distracted by this while we do our our thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
0: We're like, you know, we may not agree with your politics, but we love your anime, so we're going <laughs> to to <play>. you. <laughs> but uh, guest star Noah was in. That oh yeah, that there, there yeah. was one of the funniest Noah moments in the series when he's just on camera for no reason. <laughs> right. And uh, what is
1: Al in that anime? I think he's the little oh they they say he's like the childhood friend or something okay. he's like the the one in between the two girls that they are fighting for, I guess, or something like oh. that, so he's the
0: love interest, he? yeah, he's, he's the love
1: interest, interest a, for funeralr I guess they're saying he's a squirrel or some <laughs> yeah some kind animal. of like animal thing the animal one, one that extra is. thing I would mention that I've read in some comments like on the last post, and someone was saying asked was asking me like what if Renton's talking through the secrets to talk to aO like, the way the voice changes all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, could that be Renton, you know, just talking to his son, not realizing it, maybe that might, might not be him. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was like, that's, that's kind of interesting if you yeah, think about would it. Yeah, that be. Yeah. Because he's like, cause it, during the scene where he's looking at the bakery, he's he says a couple of quotes that, if you think about the original series, what stuff he had to go through? The consequences of being a mech pilot and something like that.
0: hmm
1: So I was like, that's kind of interesting if it would be Renton talking through the secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, As a way to a way to get to his son. Or, he might not even know that A.L. Right? Hey, oh, he may just be like, think someone else. <laughs> yeah, so, I'll have to check back on some of those quotes. Yeah, they're interesting. So, let's talk about episode
0: 18. A.L.'s just about to play for another team.
1: Yeah, it seems like <laughs> he's Joining
0: America. Joining America, the best country in the world. That's my opinion.
1: It's just, just not an anime, though, because he always portrays that <laughs> bad light. Yeah. All the
0: time. Very rarely are Americans portrayed as nice people in anime. Right. The, only one I, the only example I can draw right now is the guy from Beck, the music anime. Uh-huh. This guy, who's was a guitarist that was buddies with Ryunosuke. He's he a good guy. <laughs> I think so, yeah. But then he died. Spoilers! <laughs> anyway, was, uh, that's way old anime. Anyway, back to Al. Um... He starts to join America for a little bit, and he he's listening to Tanaka, and he's kind of just cool with whatever he's saying. He he, he doesn't really seem confident in what Tanaka's saying, but he, he just kind of seems like, you know, I'm doing this for the greater good, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I'm done with Generation Blue.
1: And yeah, Tanaka kind of spins it in a good, good light yeah. for him. He's like, you know why does Generation Blue need all these weapons if they're a peaceful organization? And you know, mm-hmm. why do they have Nirvosh and all these high, advanced robots? Like, that to, to Nick, to Nick guy, he doesn't think it's, you know, peaceful like that. Like, why should they have that technology when it clearly belongs to the military?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they mentioned about the, the Nervosh the MK1 Nirvosh, that they found without Eureka. They found it 13 years ago and then 10 years later they had recruited her to help them lead to her eventual disappearance, which we've seen, that scene a number of times in the series before.
1: Mm-hmm. It was also mentioned in the last episode, too, when was, she was explaining that to AO what happened to her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're almost linking that to the whole reason why she traveled back to the world is because of the Allied forces.
0: Yes, yeah, right? so...
1: Just because she helped them, it caused her to go back and screw everything up, I guess.
0: Yeah, so I believe events that were showing off in episode 13 or given background and explanation now as to exactly what's going on Mm -hmm. with that scene. Um, But at the very beginning of the episode, something we kind of glossed over, Elena and Fleer are are testing out the the deferred or the new engines on their machines. Uh, You have a a thought on what it runs off of.
1: Yeah. There's a scene where, in the beginning, they're kind of just testing it. Normally, nothing's going on. It failed, obvious. And mm-hmm. there's a moment when fuel is trying, or yeah, Ellen is trying to escape so she can go find it, find Al. And the machine kind of, as they're fighting each other, there's yelling and screaming. The engine actually triggers and it works. Mm-hmm. So it almost makes you wonder if the third engines run off like emotion, raw emotion, like rage or something. Because earlier we saw. Al, when he used their engine, it was the same thing. He was mm-hmm. screaming and yelling, and it gave him like a power boost. Yeah. Which led to the, the, the cannon being formed, the gun. Yes, yeah, so apparently
0: the, the engineers at Blue have figured out some way to get that to work besides just, you know, assuming Al's special special <laughs> form ha- will we'll allow that to happen. Yeah. And then basically, af- after that happens, the engineers just kind of decided, yeah, you know what, go find Al. Yeah, go but for it. Try to yeah. stop.
1: <laughs> Almost like they. I don't want to say they don't care about the pilots. Maybe they only care about the research, but maybe it's a little bit of both.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So these girls, they sort of go through some stuff and they find out, and they get him to come back. But for that, a little bit of a fan service scene in, in the bathtub <laughs> yeah. shows off just a, a, a little bit of something in. On Fleur, besides, you know, some skin, there's a, there's a scar on her stomach, just around her stomach, her torso area. Mm -hmm. So, not much is, it doesn't really dwell on that part too much, although you can see Fleur's obviously a little concerned about it.
1: Right. Because it reminds her of her, her mom, you know, just Mm -hmm. because we all know that her dad had to save, decided to save her rather than her mom, which It's kind of like almost a thing of her character in which it's hard hard for her, I guess, to to get over that. So still a ways to go there. And Gazelle
0: has some sort of interesting character moments in this episode. Kind of becomes a little bit of a playboy for a moment there, talking (laughs) all lovey-dovey with Rebecca, and now he's definitely got the hots for her. And then i oh, go ahead.
1: i say yeah, pretty
0: much. Okay. And basically what Gazelle says toward the end of the episode is that he kind of used Elena and Fleur. He kind of uh, provoked them, as mm-hmm. he says, to get Al back because, because of Erika. And basically what happens now is that Generation Blue are considered terrorists by the U.S. and that they're
1: enemies now. Everyone's against him now. They want to, to stop them at any cost right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Christopher Blanc is definitely a, a
0: power play. Even though, as he mentions in the scene with Rebecca and another, what's that guy's name? The uh...
1: um, <laughs> I forget. <laughs> but he's just like, like a, I think he's like the military side of that group. Yeah. While uh, Christopher is the, the business mm-hmm. end. He's like the with money.
0: Yeah, and what what Christoph says about a quote that Ivica said basically ties back to that Pied Piper book about the children are leading
1: the way now. Mm-hmm. So. Which is interesting. I mean, like the definitely the I see the, the children in Generation Blue are pushing the other adults to do these things like that. You know, like such so as Gazelle using them to get Ayo back because I, I assume that they I automatically mean, know the Ayo's. they need him in the Nirvash. They need, they need mm-hmm. his cannon. If he's got that gun, you know. I doubt the military is gonna jump on him too much right now. Yeah, because they know what he can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh,
0: random stuff from from episode 19, eighteen. C- Colonel Tanaka at one point says, call me, "Call me Nick." So I was like,
1: "Oh, Nick Fury," because yeah, he's in the military. <laughs> yeah, Nick Fury. He's just missing
0: an eye patch. <laughs> yeah, you you got to Photoshop an eye patch in one of your meme pics for the post. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got to do that uh Noah doing what Noah does eating yes yeah. eating eating a big bowl full of skittles or something yeah going nuts over it yeah he was dipped his head in at one point and mm-hmm. and I was like come on now and he, and he just, got he
1: got so like wasted on chocolate he put the or the candy <laughs> the bowls on his head he's just he's going nuts yeah that
0: <laughs> that's basically the equivalent of Noah getting
1: drunk <laughs> right candy drunk i thought he was going to pop those energy drinks and just Bounce off the walls, but thankfully (laughs) (laughs) didn't. I'm not sure if you can give Kenny the the slots or not. I don't
0: know. (laughs) He's got such long fingernails, he definitely could have popped open the cam and. uh, Yeah, easily. Downed it. Yeah. So, uh, some in real life shout outs with some of the sites that we see in America the USS Ronald Reagan substation, a battleship, Mm -hmm. and Groom Lake, which is a. Area in Nevada where they
1: test for for bombing range yep quote-unquote bombing range you know yeah <laughs> we know what's there you know come on aliens near yeah. fi- area 51 <laughs> yeah
0: area 51 as as it, as it does says um elena she sells pie pie energy drinks possibly a parody of morning rescue I can't remember that commercial too much to sing the song right. <laughs>
1: No, that's, that's just about right, you know. They're yeah. just, like, all tired, and the morning rescue guys come in, and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Because at first they start the episode, like,
0: hey, what's going on with your guy? It's like, yeah, oh, your guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they got their own, like, their own engineer boyfriends or something.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's all there is, like, a little cuba drawing at the end of the paper. When she puts the, the bottles down, it's like, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, it's Bones poking fun at Madoka because of that whole... Mm-hmm. Morning Rescue type thing (laughs) tie-in. Yeah, exactly.
0: So that's it for Episode 18. We're going to talk about some stuff from Episode 19. Got a new pilot chick?
1: Yeah, I noticed. Like I said, I think that might be the third girl that works with the Goldilocks. It might be. Mm -hmm. It definitely looks like her, but if not, then they just put a new female character in there just for the hell of it.
0: Yeah, it did look like Maggie at the very end. Uh, Mm
1: Seems like, huh,
0: that's kind of cool. In... So, I don't watch the preview, so I'm kind of interested in this point. Truth is a Jedi.
1: Yeah, there's a scene where he's, like, I guess he's b- busting the room or something. He, like, force pushes uh oh, think okay. sure, and it was the wall, and they're kind of, like, you know, being forced against the wall. <laughs> I guess he he might be trying to steal the, can- the cannon again. Or mm-hmm. the gun, sorry. I keep calling the cannon.
0: cannon. But,
1: yeah, he yeah. might be trying to steal that again because he, he obviously wants it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to go back and say quartz cannon instead of quartz Yeah. Gun. What are they called? Cannon's it? definitely yeah. better. Cannon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they call it a, a gun. There's other guys that like, no, it's a gun. Okay. Yeah. Call it that,
0: huh? <laughs> Gun cannon, same thing. Yeah. So, any closing thoughts on these two episodes, Vosh?
1: Uh, nothing really. I think, well, there was a little bit in 17 where I think that Hanamama chick was talking about the people being infected. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting sick. I'm on, like, to her again I still think she views everything as an experiment she doesn't really care about mm-hmm. the cost of human lives I don't think yeah she's just like after she' they get done talking about all the science she's like hey do you guys have the by the way do you have the data from the uh everybody's infection stuff so like mm-hmm. gee, she does not waste any time when there's data <laughs> involved yeah somebody with with their own agenda
0: hmm as for the two episodes they're there's progression, even though it doesn't seem like much happened. I, I thought this stuff with Johansson and the book that he wrote was very interesting because I think it opens up a lot more about the timeline. Mm-hmm. And episode eighteen was kind of like, okay, Al's here, and then we have to struggle to get him back, and we have to have the girls get some little development and yeah. Yeah, have to fight, had, fight yeah, all this stuff. have them have them fight to become friends again.
1: Yeah. So, and it's almost with the book you're mentioning. it Almost sounds like I think they mentioned that it's based. Sounds like it's based off truths like his life.
0: Mm-hmm. Or so might be
1: a, a, a biography about him, yeah. where he comes from, which apparently I guess is the real world, Mm-hmm. Yeah. or modern world.
0: Yeah, kind of reminds me a lot of Full Metal Alchemist, the original anime, the first mm-hmm. anime run with the the real world that you see beyond the gate of right. the uh,
1: Brotherhood. Like in the movie where they go to you know, Germany and it's like almost mm-hmm. during war, wartime. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I had for those.
0: And do we know anything about a second soundtrack coming out?
1: Uh, I imagine there's probably one near the end. Yeah, I'm
0: going to do – I as, as I think that I am going to go to CD Japan – Right now and take a look because you mentioned a sound tr- a sound, uh, track music that yeah. apparently isn't
1: at, in the first one. Yeah, during the, the test of the third engine, there's like a this techno song playing in the background. Mm. Like, that's pretty cool. And there's one playing when when uh, Colonel Nick was talking about when El Rucket arrived. There's like this little bit of soundtrack in the background playing that I never heard before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's those there's here and there is new songs I've been hearing. Yeah, there's some cool, uh,
0: some cool T-shirts. Pied Piper. It's like a teal blue. Oh, it's nice. That's kind of neat. Uh, I don't necessarily see a Eureka Seven now's second soundtrack. Hmm. But all I know is that that OVA is supposed to be coming out sometime this month. That'll be something we'll have to talk about. All right. <laughs> keeps in. So getting annoyed buddy promos for it during the episode. Oh, right. All right. So that's been a mini talk for episode 17 and 18 of Eureka 7 Al, And we'll see you next week
1: for episode 19. All see right.
0: Bye.